Hello, black child. It's so good to know you're here. Do you know how much you mean to us? You are our everything. You are the best parts of us. You are absolute joy. You are absolute love. You are safe. You mean so much to the world. As we honor you, our future, we celebrate those who came before us and promise to continue honoring them and loving each other. Most importantly, loving you, Black child. Welcome back. This is season four of Good Night, Black Child. And we are so glad to have you join us. We are celebrating Kwanzaa. If you want to know more about Kwanzaa, you can listen to episode one of season three, where we tell you all about it. For a quick review, Kwanzaa is a pan-African holiday that recognizes the common values that people across the African diaspora share in their traditions. Both of our stories tonight are about what happens when we honor the principles of Kwanzaa, or when we don't. Both stories ask us to think about the choices that we make. And so this week, as we relax, we will explore the idea of owning our actions. Today's proverb comes from Cameroon. It says, No matter how fast a person is, they cannot outrun their shadow. What does this mean? It means that our actions always catch up with us, and every choice we make is an action. And when you do that action, sometimes things happen because of it. We call that a result. If you make a choice that leads to an action, it feels pretty good when the result is something you can be proud of. Repeat after me. I am loved. I am cherished. I am proud of my actions. Nice work. Now, lie down in bed and close your eyes. Are you there? Nice work. Take in a deep breath. Filling your belly with as much air as possible. Now, slowly breathe out. Try it again. In, filling your tummy up like a balloon. And slowly exhale out. You're so good at this. Do this one more time and let your body relax completely. Again, 
And this time when your tummy fills up, it's filling up with light. Imagine that. Breathe in, filling up your belly. Slowly exhale. One more time, inhale. Now exhale. Imagine yourself filling with this light. It starts in your tummy. It slowly flows into your legs. Your legs sink into the bed. Now it's in your feet. Spreading to each of your toes, that's it. And your feet melt into the bed too. This cool river of light runs to your arms, filling up the space in your upper arm. Then your elbows. Down your arm into your fingers too. You feel light gliding into your neck and your head sinking into the bed. Your entire body is filled with cool light. And you realize you're turning into a star. Your entire body begins to slowly rise off the bed, floating into the night sky. The ceiling opens up and you ascend higher into the night sky. If there's anything on your mind, leave it down there on the ground. It will get better. Is there anyone who upset you or hurt you today? Leave them down there. They are not your concern. You are light. You are shining for all to see. Everything on the ground is so small. Teeny tiny. You see the stillness of the other stars and you know they are just like you. Still, twinkling bright in their own perfect peace. Wow. It feels so nice to just be. Stay here a while.
It's been so nice to float, but it would be really nice to go back to bed. You don't have to do anything, just allow yourself to float. Quietly, calmly, float. And as you float back down to earth, you see your home come into view. Floating back down at your own pace. There it goes. You feel the warmth of your bed and you sink into its comfort. Mm. Feels good to be here. You think of the sky. You remember all the stars there. You remember being a star. How important you are. You breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in again slowly. And this time, breathe your starlight out into your room. It will protect you and surround you. Relax. Our first story tonight is about someone who just wants some company on a snowy day. So, If you're ready, let's begin. Can you come play? On the coldest day of the season, Sis Squirrel decided she needed some air. After many days in her nest, she was stir-crazy. Hibernation was fun for the first month, but it got pretty boring after a short while. When she would ask to go and play, Mama Squirrel warned, cannot go out in the winter. But Sis had other plans. On this particular morning, she decided she was going to sneak out. Just for a quick scamper through the woods and down the creek, while Mama snuggled in their nest, Sis carefully slid paw after paw from under her belly. With the last one free, she rushed down their tree, and her paws stamped the snow one after the other as flakes tickled her nose and floated down, melting into her fur as it landed. Sis Squirrel dug into Holy's burrow first, where Bit and Bunny were sleeping for the winter. Bunny looked up and gasped, excited to see her friend Sis. Sis, what are you doing here? It's still winter. Sis replied, I'm going to the creek. Can you come play? Before Sis could answer, Bit came and looked at the top of the hole. Mm Mm-mm. Bit barricaded that burrow. It was shut tight, and so it would seem that Bit and Bunny just didn't need the fresh air. Next, she scurried to her cousins, the monks. Is anyone home? 
Sis knocked on the crater-filled wall of the den, her teeny paws barely making a sound. Cousin Chippy peeked out. Sis yelled, I'm going to the creek, can you come play? Chippy, dazed, looked at Sis and promptly whispered, No, now go to sleep. It's winter. Last, Sis was sure that Crokey the Toad would want to join. Crokey lived in the water after all. She could find him there all spring, summer, and fall. Of course he would want to play. Sis hustled to the creek. Crokey, Crokey. No Crokey. Then she heard a, under here. She couldn't make it out, so she flexed her ears a bit next to the ground. I'm under here. It's winter. I can't come out. It'll be brutal. Sorry, kid. Bit, chippy, and croaky. All a bust. Sis decided she would have to go have her own fun. She arrived near the creek shortly after and saw the beautiful water glassed over. It looked as if the sky were laid right before her. She planned to play on the stones near the water, but this was too good to pass up. Sis slid onto the creek, dashing and gliding the morning away. But it wasn't long before she noticed herself yawning. (sighs) She'd been sleeping day in and day out, but every second that passed, she found herself missing the nest. With a fun adventure behind her, Sis decided to head back to the tree, where she would sneak carefully into her mother's embrace. As she sprang back on the ice, a small crack, she noticed, seemed to tear through the creek. Sis wanted to hustle to the next rock, but couldn't move much faster. She was too tired to race. The ice began to break and cold water edged underneath. Scared and unable to move, Sis screamed for help. She cried and yelled if only someone would come for her. But she knew they wouldn't hear her. Everyone was home, where she should be, hibernating. Just as her last cry echoed out through the forest, she heard Crokey's voice. Sis, kid, is that you? No one answered, but Crokey saw her slumped over on the ice. He couldn't save her, but if he had everyone's help, they could get her back safely. So, Crokey leapt to Chippy, and Chippy dashed to Bit and Bunny, who both sprinted to Mama Squirrel. They each arrived at the creek one after the other, terrified at Sis's fate. How could they save her? Just then, Crokey had an idea. I can leap underwater. It'll be cold, but it's a ten-second swim. Chippy, Bit, and Bunny liked the plan, but they wondered how Crokey would pull Sis all by himself. And that's when they had another thought. Oh, we could grab some thin branches and tie them together and twine. You can wrap it around, sis, and and hold on to it, too. Mama Squirrel joined in. And we can help pull if you get cold in the water. We can all do it together. The group put their plan into action. Crokey leapt into the freezing water and onto the ice to grab sis. Chippy, Bit, and Bunny slid the twine branches onto the ice so he could tie it around her. Everyone on land pulled and pulled, and soon enough, Sis was on land. Mama Squirrel thanked them all and promised a large feast in the springtime. 
Crokey dug back into his hole, Chippy into the den, and Bit and Bunny back into their burrow. She placed Sis in the nest to warm her. Days later, Sis woke, confused and still a little cold. I'm so sorry, she cried. I don't know how it happened. I got so tired, I couldn't even hop. Mama replied. We hibernate to save energy. In such cold without much food, your energy ran out. That's why we do what we do, and I'm sorry I didn't explain it to you. I'll do my best to tell you why I make the choices I do in the future. Sis warmed herself, snuggling in her mother's fur. And I'll think before I ever do something like that again. I guess we'll be inside, but at least we'll be together. The family rested until the next spring, and when it was warm enough to come out, Mama Squirrel had that feast, a picnic to be exact, and everyone was ready to come and play. <sighs> Sometimes we make choices and the result can make us feel ashamed. But that's okay. Most of the time, you can just make a different choice next time. A choice that you can be proud of. That's what Sis learned, isn't it? The next time she has to make a choice like that, I'd bet she'll choose wisely. And she will be able to feel good about herself and her actions. And that is all we want for you. But we know you make amazing choices, and whenever it feels like you don't, give yourself some grace. That means don't get mad or frustrated with yourself. When you want to change your actions, just do it. That's the beauty of life. We are all always growing and learning and changing to become who it is that we're meant to be. Now, in that story, we had so many examples of the principles of Kwanzaa. We had Imani, faith, Kumba, creativity, Nia, purpose, and Kujichagulia, self-determination. You see, the group had faith that they would get Sis to safety. They made a creative plan and were determined to make it work. They understood their purpose as a community. Our next story is about another community, one that learns a funny lesson after they're asked for some help. So, let's begin. The King's Feast. There was once a chief who decided to host a party for everyone in his kingdom. Children, grown-ups, and everyone in between could come and enjoy. He only asked that each family bring a calabash filled with their finest grape juice. This would be poured into a huge pot and all would be served. Best of all, the king promised performers of all kinds, the finest in the land from dancers to musicians. The villagers were so excited and ready to enjoy the yummy food. There would be stews of meats and vegetables, delicious breads and cakes, 
Families dreamed of the table set with only the most beautiful cloth. One farmer sat deep in thought until his wife turned and said, What are you thinking? The farmer replied, If the king is throwing this party, why should we bring a thing? I will fill the calabash with water and be done with it. When it's all mixed up, the juice will taste the same. His wife looked puzzled. The king has only asked us for one calabash of our juice. Certainly we can bring that and everyone will enjoy. It would be fair. The farmer stared back in complete disagreement. And so they settled and decided to take the calabash of water. At the party, they prayed for peace and happiness to fill the land. The king raised his glass for a toast and everyone did the same. As they drank, their smiles turned to frowns and they looked at one another, confused and disgusted. The farmer tasted and shouted, but this is only water. As everyone continued to drink, they realized that not a drop of juice had made it to their glasses. The farmer's wife looked at him and laughed. It seems everyone had the same idea as you, hmm. She smiled, drank her water, and minded her business. What a story! The king was probably surprised and a little disappointed in the members of his kingdom. That village man who decided to fill his calabash with water, he wasn't the only one who made that choice, huh? Everyone had the same idea, and their actions led to a consequence, or a bad result. There was no great juice at the party. And even though water is good for you, I bet that juice was sorely missed. So, the kingdom's people missed out on a chance to show Umoja, Ujima, and Ujama. That is unity, collective work, responsibility, and economics. If they would have just come together to share their own resources, they could have enjoyed the great feast with some pretty great grape juice. As we end our time together, don't worry. We'll be back to help you rest. Remember, we think about our actions so we can make choices that we are proud of. And whether you have made a choice you are proud of right away or learned from a choice you've made, it's okay. We are all learning and growing every day. Now, no matter if you are spending time with one person, like Sis and her mom, or you are having a big feast like the King's people, we hope you feel loved. Because you are. You are the best example of all the principles of Kwanzaa. Because you are our hope for the future. And all that we can be when we follow those principles. As always, it was fun spending time with you. Whatever you do, don't forget, we love you. Good night, black child.